Our show today was brought to you by X-Tax Pros. Where do I get my paperwork done for the IRS or my bookkeeping? Well, I go to xtaxpros.com. Yes, this is Rebecca Love, and I actually use them. If you're in Nevada and need an accountant, go to xtaxpros.com. Their phone number is 702-253-7499. Enjoy the show. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, hear, what does that mean anyway? Hey, listen up! All rise for the Skinamax Bee Queen of Late Night, the brunette dynamo herself, the fan-fucking-tabulous Rebecca Love! And now, Talking Dirty with Rebecca Love! Hi, this is Rebecca Love, and yes, you're listening to Talking Dirty. Welcome, and the crowd goes wild. Ah! This is episode 191, and this is going to be a uh, little catch-up on me, but a fan POV of Adult Con. Oh yes, peeps, we are going to have a fan takeover. It's very rare that this happens, but somebody dedicated their time and I want to give a little love back. But before we get to that, we are syndicate. Oh, are you wondering where Jocelyn Stone is? Well, she's not here. <laughs> no, I figured um, since the fan takeover is a nice rounded 30 minutes that um, I have a little bit to talk about and then we'll just go into that and that's going to be a whole goddamn episode, aren't you? Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy that you get me all by, all by yourself? <clears throat> yeah, this is why I don't sing at karaoke. Jocelyn Stone is just going to take a break this week from Talking Dirty, but she'll be back next week because honestly, I love that bitch. So we are syndicated on Radio Vegas.rocks, X, and X Porn Star Radio. If you don't catch us here on the podcast, you can catch us there. I did do a uh, sketch comedy podcast. That's the name of the podcast. Podcast pod. How many? Every time I say podcast, have a drink. Um, I did a sketch comedy podcast, and it was a improv, a little out of my norm. Uh, it was on the fly. It was a lot of fun. Way different than what I've ever done with a podcast. And you should check that out. So if you go over wherever you get and download podcast. Oh, oh did you drink? Uh, look for Sketch Comedy Podcast. And it's going to be Deep Driving Lessons. That's right. We talk about shooting a porn in a Chevelle. Uh, all made up, of course. It's improv. And uh, let me know what you think. It, it, it was different. It was fun. Uh, I also did Brainless Podcasts with Snow Bunny. And if you need to find any shit out, go to Twitter at Rebecca Love Triple X because I use that as my public chat room. I'm on Twitter. It's like my number one a lot. And I check my notifications a lot. Uh, so if you're ever wondering what I'm doing, 
go stalk me over there. But Brainless Podcast Nobody, she was super sweet. It was a little different. And if you're a member of my fan club, well, you get to see topless podcasting at its finest. Because the only time Jocelyn Stone and I get a little naughty with our podcast or go a little topless is for Junking Podcast. And we still have to schedule that, that whole day event. (laughs) I have been um, doing uh, Twitch, as you guys know, and it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work setting it up, trying to get those beautiful little uh, layouts in the front of the screen before you broadcast. It's almost like I have to build from the ground up. I don't know why. I don't know why you can't have something like my free cams or something like Streamate where gamers can go on and broadcast, but they get to pick up their layout instead of building it from the, the floor up. But don't worry, honey, I got this because I go to YouTube University and I learned how to do it and uh, broadcast it from my computer instead of the Xbox, but I can do either or. It just depends on how fancy I want to get that day. But I just don't know why there isn't a easier way to broadcast your games with the the chat overlays in a service where you just click a button and it starts broadcasting. I don't know why you have to build it from the ground up. But then again, I'm assuming some gamer gamers, millennials, uh, are a little anal and they just want to have that control. And I get the control factor because by Jesus, I feel like I'm back writing HTML for a goddamn website, even though it's a little bit more like page building with OSB. And you're going to go, what the fuck is OSB? Oh, here we go. It is a free software, and I want to say it stands for open source broadcasting. I don't know if I'm right or not, but we're going to go with that. And basically, you you build within this this uh, software and you broadcast through this software if you want a pretty page you can always broadcast through your console of your xbox i'm assuming a ps4 if you have one of those i don't but i'm learning a lot and that's one of my favorite things about this whole twitch thing it's like podcasting i had to learn from the ground up And I'm having fun with that. It's very time consuming. And I don't know why I take on all these challenges because I don't have enough time in my day. But for some reason, when it comes to technology and trying new shit out, it's like my hobby. Learning, technology. Um, I don't like shopping unless we're going to go to Fry's or Best Buy. I, I enjoy that shopping. And yes, that's where my designer taste comes into play. But when it comes to like a clothing and and going to the mall, I'm out. I'm out. (sighs) I even like window shopping at Best Buy. I really like fries though. I'm really a fan of fries. If you don't know what fries is, go check it out because it's amazing. And they're not everywhere. They're not, they're not horned out like Best Buy, but fry is big and massive and yeah that's all I have to say did I I think I just got a little moist down there yeah I think I'm glistening tip of the week well 
Well, first of all, let me tell you, I forgot to mention uh, Twitch Tuesdays. Twitch Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, I'm going to try my darndest to get on there and just in game and have fun and and interact with the fans. Uh, uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, oh, just go over there. If you go over to uh, Twitch TV and look for Miss M-I-S-S, Rebecca Love, just like my Snapchat, go look for me and follow. It will give you the alerts when I pop on and suck at gaming badly. I had to put suck and badly because that's how bad I am. I'm the worst right now. Maybe not the worst because... I'm kind of learning. I, I could barely walk with the controller. Now, now I can crotch down. I can walk playing Friday the 13th, um, which I fucking love. And I am playing Alien Isolation. So you know me. I love horror movies. And that's just my genre that I enjoy. I'm sure I'll learn new games. I These are the two I'm playing and practicing with right now. They're popping my cherry at the same time. If that's possible. But my tip of the week, because we were talking about Twitch, because I was like, do I use YouTube gaming? Because I know that has a uh, a lot of people. And I have uh, built up my community there because I've been using YouTube for a while. Not gaming, but still have my crowd. Uh, do I use Mixer? That's more Xbox themed. And do I use Twitch? Of course, I'm going to use Twitch, but I wasn't sure who to go with or what audience. And I'm a very, I'm a newbie, but I was watching a YouTube video and somebody mentioned Restream. Restream. And I looked up Restream and basically it broadcast, you just put in all the coding or you link it up. That's all you do. You fucking link it up with Twitch, YouTube, all your shit. And it's almost like a a social media shout out. Except it actually broadcast on all those things. So I did YouTube. I did, um, it hooked up to my Periscope, which is on my Twitter. And hooked up to my Twitch. And it just broadcast. You can also hook it up to your Facebook Live. For some reason, it didn't broadcast there, but I'm still working out the <sighs> the glitches on my end because I'm a newbie. Uh, but Restream kind of just throws it out there because sometimes I don't know where people are coming from. I don't know how they view. I'm a, a Twitter whore, so I love Twitter. But I don't know. Some people like Facebook or some people like Twitch because that is social media gaming right there. I, I just don't know how people find me, and I wanted to make sure I put it out there for everybody and their mother to to find me and join me and have fun. I kind of wish they had Restream for webcaming so I could just hit them all and Restream. Wouldn't that be awesome? But anyway, I digress. Uh, so I started using it. The only problem I had, and this is probably on my end, my fault, because I have high-powered streaming because I pay for that extra cha-ching in my, my fucking cocks. And when I say cocks, I mean C-O-X. Uh, because I, I stream webcamming, so gaming works hand-in-hand. Hand. It's broadcasting. It had a lag. 
it had a lag. So it's very choppy because it will save the videos and stuff. So I got to work on that. I am sure I was wired up to my laptop. I wasn't wired from Xbox to my Nighthawk. Nighthawk is my net gear for gaming and stuff. I told you I like technology. It makes me moist. So I am going to wire up to both locations next time because I got a hundred foot freaking cord. I think it would have been easier if I just got a monitor and brought the Xbox upstairs. Seriously. I don't know why I keep it in the living room. Oh, I know because I like to connect. If you don't know what connect is, it is the um, the camera that goes on top of your TV and you can work out and play games and and be interactive. Uh, the old school way was the paddles in your hands with the Wii, but this is hands-free activity. And I think uh, I'm going to start working out on MFC, <laughs> MFC, you know, my Dance Central and all that. I think I'm going to start doing that. Now, I was going to broadcast or stream on Twitch my Dance Central, but Unfortunately, it's not compatible. It will not link up. And I tried it on a different, I tried on Mixer, it would not link up. So I think it is Dance Central's end that was like, "Mm -mm, we don't do rebroadcasting with this, which is kind of bad on their part. Pay the extra fee of what it is because it's great advertisement for your game. You're paying for advertisement. When it comes to marketing, I totally get it. I totally get that part because I freaking thrive on it. And I love it. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to start working out on MFC because it's a game and it's fun and I don't know I'm working out and and I can do my connect. But that will be downstairs, of course, because there's no room in this goddamn office. You've seen it. I have a trampoline. I have crazy shit in here. There is no way. I don't think there's a way. I'm looking around the office right now. I would have to really clean up, get rid of this great big desk and that would make some room. Where I could uh, get down, get get down, and you know what I love about uh, working out on MFC? I can do a countdown and dance naked. You can't do that on Twitch. You cannot do that on Twitch. But I'm gonna keep my naughtiness gaming for MFC, my free cams. I'm sorry, my my streamators and all that. It's just easier on MFC. Because you can make it uh, a game. If I did on Streamate and somebody went private, it would really, I can block them from private stuff on my free cams. I can't on Streamate and it will fuck up my um, my workout. It'll fuck up my mojo. And, and I only can broadcast from one. I know I broadcast from a couple of different cam sites when I'm working. It just eats up too much bandwidth. It'll kill my, my, my internet. So can't have that when you're gaming. So yeah, check me out on my free cams. But I'll post on Twitter. And if you're following me on Twitter, at RebeccaLoveDribbleX, you will have no worries. And if you're following me uh, on Twitch, Miss Rebecca Love, no worries. And of course, you can always get a Skype show. Yes, we're moving on. Because... The thing I like about Skype shows, I don't have to be in front of my computer for a few hours stuck, right? I can take my phone anywhere because I have the app of Skype on my phone so I can be in the bathtub. I can be in the shower. What's your fantasy? Let's do it. Uh, 
I'm not confined. And I know who's getting what at what time and how much money I'm going to make. And I have to say, only a cut of 2.5% is way better than giving half your money away to the campsites. So I do like the campsites because it brings traffic, but Skype is easier for me. It's more one-on-one, exclusive. I leave the app on on my phone 24-7. So if somebody hits me up, I'll let you know if I'm available. If I'm not, try to set it up for another time. It's just more convenient. And I get paid the very next day. Goes into my account. So I enjoy that immensely because it's it's through my shed. Uh, let's move on to the Patreons. I haven't talked about Patreons in a minute. I just uploaded uh, on the Patreons page. If you pay that extra, it's 25 bucks a month. And for the amount of podcasts we put out there, it's an amazing tip, you guys. It's an amazing tip that goes into our little piggy pot. Goes into our piggy pot, which we use for conventions. We're not looking to go and make a big ass profit. We can get that from sponsors. Our Patreon support goes in to our convention fund. And that's how we get to go to uh, AVN, AdultCon. But now we are going to go and our little piggy pot is saving up for Exotica Denver, Denver Exotica. That's how it said. Denver Exotica. I don't even care if you donate into the fan club five bucks because think about it. The people that download this show and if not everybody, but even like 10%, that would be hell of a hell of a little piggy pot bank for Denver Exotica. They all add up. Those little nickels add up. God damn it. And then the people that pay the 25 get the uh the special photos and videos through Patreon, little fan club that we have set up on Adult Film Star Network. Uh, But anyway, we put up a video. Do you guys, yeah, did you guys, did I put it? Oh, yeah, I put the podcast up. Do you remember the one where Jocelyn and I are talking about Adult Con? I think it's on Talking Dirty. I think it's on mine. And I am laughing hysterically and I just can't control myself because, and it could just be because I'm stupid exhausted and just the idea of earbuds and headphones together. I don't know why, but I just went on this whole laughing tangent and I couldn't stop and I had to get up to pee and all that. Well, anyway, I was taping on, uh, I was taping the broadcast the live broadcast from my spy cam when we were in the bar and I got the footage. So I went back, edited it down to just that that portion. So it's like a minute and a half, two minutes, I can't remember. Where you see me dying, I put the audio with it so you could hear it nice, crisp and clear. I am dying about this whole thing with her head, head buds, head buds. And I uh, I get up to leave and I get jolted back because I left my headphones on and it has a wire. So I put that little footage. So you get it from beginning to the part where we come back and I'm just like, holy McFuck, that was stupid. So you get a little peek in. We do little bonuses like that. And of course, I mail out 
secret gifts if you want to go above and beyond with the higher donations. You get a little package in the snail mail department. Uh, one of our Patreons, Badoop, just got a custom alien video, which I shot with Taylor made clips. Holy McFuck. That was amazing. It was a lot of fun. It has a lot of production value. I will be putting that up on my OnlyFans. Um, I mean, you know, it was his custom. I'm going to give him like a month or so to just enjoy. And then I'll throw it up on OnlyFans so you guys can see, but... Wow, if you guys ever want a custom, I'm shooting it with tailor-made clips because she does a fantastical job. So you will get definitely a higher-end custom video. I mean, if it's just a regular POV where I'm banging myself out with these digits, totally different. But if you want something a little above and beyond the Call of Duty, let's do it. Let's do it with Taylor. TaylorMadeClips.com uh alex shiki another patreon fan came well he's here well i'm recording this podcast he is here in las vegas so i got to hang out with him and uh had a lot of fun uh jocelyn stone got to hang out with him we weren't even together it was two separate different things but alex shiki freaking loves vegas he really does and i'm glad he comes to visit a lot he come, I want to say, three or four times a year. I could be wrong, Alex, all right? So if you're listening to this podcast, go fuck yourself. But he is a, he's a really good guy. Hung out, had fun. I love meeting. Love meeting our fans, which a lot of them turn into our friends. Like, I just, I can't say enough. A lot of our, our listeners, um, our supporters, yeah. Like really good people, community-wise and friendship-wise. And I can't say enough. So thank you, Alex, for coming to Vegas and uh, hijacking my time. <laughs> no, no, he he definitely, uh, he definitely contributes. Uh, who else can I talk about? Oh, Dave LaRue and Daniel Marino. I want to thank you guys too. I do because... Remember I told you earlier all the $5 add up? And they do. They do. And they they get a podcast mention because they show their support. They show their love. And I I can't say enough. That all goes into the piggy pot. And then we get to travel and we get to visit. And I know we probably, uh, you guys are not in the Denver. I don't know where Daniel and, well, I kind of know where Dave is, Ohio. But. Uh, Daniel, I'm not sure where you're from. I guess he could look on the page. But it doesn't matter. The point is, thank you for contributing to our debauchery. Thank you. Because one of my favorite things to do, top of my list, is podcasting. And the next is meeting my fans. And then the next, well, anyway. Oh, horror. Horror is definitely top. Then podcast. Then meeting my fans. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, did you see on at Rebecca Love Triple X, Rebecca Love Triple X on Twitter? Did you see I posted that little gremlin? I am going to get him. I am going to get him, put him in my horror collection, horror movie collection, horror, whatever. I am going to stick it in there because that gremlin is fucking awesome. I just got a 
alien uh, versus predator made of nuts and bolts. And it was made in Venice, California uh, from Eric Erickson, Angry Viking that does our intro and outros. Yeah. So I really want to put it right in there. Uh, Oh, Warlock. Warlock is the Patreon. And remember in the beginning of this, before I went on spouting all my shit, we had a fan POV on, fan point of view, on AdultCon. Well, he sent me a 30-minute his fan experience, and we are going to call this a fan takeover. Doesn't happen often, but when it does... (laughs) And we're going to just let him, well, we're going to let him express how he felt. And I really don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked about adult con enough in the negative light, but he took the time and I'm going to give him a little time in return. But before we get there, before Warlock gets to talk about adult con sucks, uh, we're going to go to our sponsors. Hi, this is Rebecca Love, and yes, I love to gamble, especially on football. I know, I live here in Las Vegas, but when I'm not in Nevada, guess what I use? MyBookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Just throw in my promo code, TALKDIRTY, for up to 100% deposit bonus. MyBookie.ag has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. You get cash bonuses, fast payouts in just two business days. Betting on MyBookie.ag is just like betting in my backyard, Sin City, from the convenience of your smartphone. Now go place your bets, put in my promo code TALKDIRTY for the best odds anywhere. Go to MyBookie.ag. AdultCon, does it suck? So, to start this off right, I wanted to give a little background on my decision to attend AdultCon. Uh, Both Rebecca and Jocelyn had been hyping up this event on their podcast and in their social media for a while. And for me personally, I've I've never been to an adult convention before, and I had the opportunity to attend this one. I Personally, I always like to try new experiences and occasionally go outside of my comfort zone, and this was an opportunity to do both. Since both Rebecca and Jocelyn would be attending, my comfort level with the event was a bit higher than normal, even when while trying something new. So having made the decision to attend... I planned my trip. I got a hotel room at a nice hotel that was about a mile from the convention center. I got my tickets from the AdultCon website, and I was ready to go. From other travels, I I frequent Hilton hotels, and I have a lot of points with them, so getting a hotel room wasn't a big deal. But I had a decision to make with the tickets. They had uh, one-day passes for $40, one-day VIP passes for $50, or a full three-day VIP pass for $60. 
Um, as I'd planned on being there for at least two days, I decided on the full three-day VIP pass. It wasn't much more expensive, and it seemed like there was good benefits to the VIP pass on the website, which we will talk about those later. So I went with those. Now, I did both of those things with relative ease the week before the convention, which is definitely something you want in a consumer experience. However, in hindsight, those really should have been warning signs for me. Uh, Other conventions I've been to, uh, especially big-name conventions, uh, if you try to do those two things within a week of the convention, there's no way. You're definitely not going to get a hotel that close to the convention center. And the same can be said for the VIP tickets. Getting those that close to a convention should not have been possible for a big-name event. Even the AdultCon website that says that there's only a limited number of VIP tickets available. But obviously, either of these things were either those tickets were not a high-demand item or there was not actually a limited number of them. So as a consumer, those two things should have tipped me off that this was not going to be a good experience. Uh, But the event was scheduled for September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, with uh, shortened hours on both the 22nd and the 24th. The 23rd, which was the Saturday, being the full day. Drove down to L.A. from Vegas on the 22nd, and I checked into my hotel room. And this is where I ran into my first real problem with the convention. Their website clearly discusses their camera policy for the event, but it doesn't make any mention of a bag policy. So can I bring a backpack into the convention center became a big question for me. Since I couldn't find the information on their website, I called the hotline number they had listed on the website. It does the standard thing and runs you through a few automated menus and everything like that. And I never got to a live person. Uh, One would think that on the, especially the day of the convention that they'd have a live person answering the phone, but Whatever. I left a message. It had options to market urgent. I did that. I left my callback number, all that stuff. And I waited in my hotel room for a bit, but never received a call back about it. And by the way, it's almost a month later, and I've never received a call addressing my question at all. Uh, speaking with Jocelyn about, about this, she had called the same number with a question of her own a couple of months prior to that, and she's never received a call back either. So, uh, you know, from my perspective, if you're going to have a hotline, call the people back. Otherwise, what's the point of even having the hotline? It just kind of reeks of amateur hour to me. So because of that, I just decided I'm going to leave my camera and my bag in the hotel. Since this was a day with shortened hours, I figured there would be time to ask about it when I got there. And I could bring that stuff the next day if I was able to. So I walked down to the convention center, and if you haven't been to the L.A. convention center, it is a huge building. And this is where another warning bell went off for me. Uh, Previous conventions I've been to, especially the big-name conventions, there's signs all over the place advertising, this this convention center is the home of this convention. And, you know, with something like AdultCon, one would think that that is a fairly big name. So there was no signs anywhere. Uh, directing you, once you got to the convention center area, no signs anywhere directing you to where you were supposed to enter to go to the convention. Uh, If you went up to a door that was locked, there was no signs in the door saying, hey, go to this door over here or anything like that. 
I ended up just basically wandering around the building until a security guard asked what I was doing, which, you know, kind of makes you uncomfortable, but they're doing their job. And I just told him, hey, I'm looking for this. And he said, oh, well, you need to go way over to the other side of the building and it's over there. I'm like, okay. So I followed his directions. Even when I got to the door that he directed me to, there's still no obvious sign saying, hey, this is where you go for adult con. It wasn't until after I went through that door that there was a small little poster-sized sign that said, hey, go over here for adult con. Uh, so that perhaps should have been the biggest warning sign of all <laughs> up to that point. But again, AdultCon was in a small hall in a relatively small hallway of the convention center. However, if you look at the AdultCon website, which, by the way, still has all of the information regarding the September 2017 AdultCon, so you can double-check my facts here, they advertise on their website, and I'm quoting, the LA Convention Center explodes with over 60,000 square feet of all things for adults over one weekend and under one roof. But let me tell you, the area that AdultCon was in was no way even close to 60,000 square feet. So they're, they're advertising the event as essentially being the event at the convention center. Because i got to imagine the entire convention center is probably what the 60,000 square feet uh, figure came from. Um, so they're saying that basically AdultCon is going to be the event at the convention center. Like the entire convention center belongs to AdultCon. And this was clearly not the case. Uh, as other signs that were right next to the AdultCon signs uh, said there was a martial arts event taking place in the same wing of the convention center, which I have to say is a foul on the management of the convention center. Putting event where, an event where kids will be attending right next to an adult convention, that's just stupid. But back to AdultCon. They were clearly misrepresenting their event in what I can only describe as a cash grab and an attempt to make a quick buck from the adult industry and its fans as adult con as adult con it, it took place in a hall that was maybe around five thousand square feet, which is one twelfth the size of what they were advertising. But having finally found where the convention is being held, I walk through the doors of the hall into the initial area where you get your tickets and they have security set up and they have black curtains so you can't see the adult things going on behind the black curtains. Um, but I was the only one in that little area there. There was nobody else in line at the ticket counter. But I still have to wait a bit before someone behind the counter looks up and motions me over. Then, as I explain what I'm there for, they proceeded to tell me that I was in the wrong line and I needed to go two desks over to the right. Now, in their defense, they were technically correct and I had read the signs wrong, but as I was the only person in the entire line anyway, you'd think that they would have just simply helped me. But um, I know these people are, you know, there's generally just temporary workers. They were hired to work for the, the convention and, you know, you get what you paid for. But as a first impression of the event, they didn't really give you a warm, fuzzy feeling about what you were going to be getting into. Um, and that's your initial face on the convention that everybody is seeing. So um, that was my first experience there. Um, now I want to go into the tickets a little bit. 
specifically what was promised on the website versus what I received after getting there. Now, I had paid for the gold weekend VIP tickets for $60, and I had pre-ordered them online. Now, supposedly with that purchase, I was going to get a, quote, limited edition Crystal Adult Con keychain. And they made a very big point on the website of saying that this isn't glass, this isn't plastic, it's not plexiglass, but true crystal. I didn't get this keychain. Uh, what I got was a very simple keychain that had two balls attached via a chain on it. Uh, that was basically a, it was a gold color. There's no way it was actual gold for sure. <laughs> um, there was no crystal anywhere on the keychain, and nowhere on the keychain does it even say anything about adult con. Um, so there was that. Another supposed perk of the tickets was that you get a free high quality adult con. VIP lanyard. Now, I did get a lanyard, but I'm no judge of quality of lanyards, but it did seem like it was just a standard lanyard that you get from any place else. Um, another thing you got was a free $5 adult con casino chip, which I did get. There was a free lube sample, and there was plenty of that, as there was a lube company that was a sponsor of the event, so there was I got plenty of lube. Um, there was a free pass to the Rio Gentlemen's Club, and that was what was advertised. Uh, I don't remember exactly what strip club it was, but I did get a pass to go to it. Um, I, I can't say if it was the exact one or not, but I really had no intention of going, so it didn't really matter to me. But uh, there was also free admission to the VIP lounge, which I got, but I'm going to address the VIP lounge a little bit later. Uh, with the ticket, you also got priority entrance, and you were the first to enter before all the other ticket holders, and that sounds great, but there was no separate line for VIP ticket holders going through security. Uh, now, as it turns out, that didn't matter anyway, because there weren't that many people that went, but you know, if you're going to advertise that you're getting in before everybody, one would think that there would be a special line that, you know, so you would be treated differently than other people, but... Uh, there was just one line to get through, but like I said, it didn't matter because there wasn't hardly anybody there anyway. Um, now, with the tickets, you also got guaranteed and reserved seating during seminars and stage shows. I never really ended up testing this uh, for a reason that I'm going to touch on later. Uh, you also got free re-entry all weekend without purchasing another ticket, which I feel bad if you had to purchase more than one ticket. Uh, but it came in handy as there was no food or drink inside the event, not even in the VIP lounge area. Um, so it did end up coming in handy with the free re-entry. And supposedly you were also uh, supposed to get special attention from the adult entertainers, but I didn't really see them treating those with VIP tickets any differently than a normal ticket holder. Another thing that I thought was initially advertised, but uh, when I purchased the tickets, but I can't confirm this because it's no longer on the website, but I could have sworn that when I bought the tickets, I thought that there was also a free adult DVD included in the price. But as I said, I can't confirm that. I just remember seeing it, but it's no longer up on the website. Another issue for me was that you got your lanyard with your pass to the event attached to the lanyard, but they also made you put on a wristband that they made sure that you understood you weren't supposed to take this wristband off the entire weekend, as that was how you got into and out of adult con. Not the lanyard in the pass, 
the wristband. And it was one of those security event wristbands that you basically have to cut off with either scissors or a knife. And it wasn't even an inconspicuous wristband. There was a scantily clad woman on the wristband, and it said adult con and all that. So if you want to go somewhere else, go out to a nice restaurant or have a drink at a bar or something, everyone is going to know your business. And I, I can understand why they did it from the perspective that they verified your ID when you picked up your pass, and they don't want people then giving those passes to minors and letting them inside. But I think there's a better way to do it than wristbands. How about simply writing the name of the person on the pass that goes on the lanyard, then security verifies the ID next to the name on the lanyard. That wristband was terrible, and the security guards, they had to pull on the wristband every time you came into the convention area to make sure you hadn't cut it and it wasn't taped up or anything like that. But you had to do that every time you went to go get a drink, every time you wanted to go to the bathroom, every time you wanted to take a smoke break or whatever. And by the way, they're touching me in the process when they have to do this. And, you know, and I have no idea where their hands have been. I don't really like being touched all that much myself, but I can't even imagine what this would have been like for a germaphobe. So the wristband thing was a big turnoff for me. Um, I asked the security guys what the bag policy was, and they said backpacks were no problem. So I kept that in mind for the next day. And with that, I finally stepped into AdultCon. <laughs> finally. Now, going into this, I had tempered expectations. I knew there wasn't going to be naked people running around. People weren't going to be having live sex there on the convention floor. So whatever stereotypes or myth, myths you might have in your mind about what an adult convention is like, pretty much none of that is true, as most stereotypes and myths tend not to be. Uh, there were people in skimpy lingerie, and a couple of girls walking around in pasties, but that was as crazy as it got, at least as crazy as what I saw. Um, immediately after stepping through security, though, it was visually disappointing uh, for me. Uh, basically, to me, it had the look of a high school job fair to it. Uh, it was not at all the look and feel of a big-name convention. Uh, so, again, for me, that was kind of disappointing just seeing that as I, as I walked in. So I'm inside and the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to go find Rebecca and Jocelyn to say hi. And as I tried to find their booth, I noticed that several booths had yet to even be set up. Uh, many of them had signs saying who or what was supposed to be in that area, but nothing was there. They had various vendors, several adult stars that I didn't recognize um, that were around, but when I finally found Rebecca and Jocelyn's booth, I briefly caught their eyes, but they had people talking to them. So I continued walking around, taking it all in. Uh, since I had access, I went and I then checked out the VIP lounge, which um, was another disappointment. Um, this information had been uh, has been taken down from the website now. Uh, and as I initially arrived into the ticketing area, they were putting up signs um, telling people that a service was no longer going to be available. But initially, it was advertised that in the VIP area, they would have masseuses giving free mini massages uh, to VIP ticket holders, and not those kinds of massages. It was just the normal shoulder and back rubs like you see at malls and airports. But either they didn't show up, or they weren't properly scheduled or something, because they were putting up signs that said this service was no longer available. Which, 
you know, kind of irked me because that was something that had been advertised. Um, and they had to have known about this beforehand. This could not have been a last minute development. So either they falsely advertised something they knew they weren't going to deliver or it fell through at some later point, but they still didn't change the advertising. So either way, they were false advertising this service and they seemingly gave no compensation or refunds back. They didn't even give you an extra $5 chip or anything in return for this service that you thought you had paid for, but was no longer included. Um, I don't know if this was in exchange for, if this was in addition to, but they did have strippers doing pole dances there and you could also pay for a lap dance. Uh, the strippers were all clothed. They were either wearing bikini or lingerie. I guess I wouldn't call them strippers. They were just dancers. So, um, there wasn't really any stripping going on, at least not that I saw. Um, but why did I pay extra to have VIP lounge access if I then also have to pay to get the services in the VIP lounge? It felt like they were saying, here, pay extra to access the service that allows you to spend more money. Uh, there wasn't even any water or other drinks or snacks that you had access to back there. So, uh, the VIP lounge was another big bust out of this convention. Um, after the VIP lounge, I went back to see Rebecca and Jocelyn. This time they were free and we chatted. Uh, they asked my initial impressions cause they knew this was my first time going to an adult uh, convention. And I told them all the stuff that I had just told you of. And, uh, yeah, they started telling me their experiences, but, they definitely uh, kept most of it secret and just kept teasing me with, oh, it's going to be in this podcast that we're doing. And uh, But by the way, if you haven't checked out their thoughts yet, uh, go check out the most recent episodes of Sick Addictions and Talking Dirty. But they also assured me that Friday night was never a big night at Adult Con, that it was all about Saturdays. So I was hopeful for the rest of the event. That hope was quickly dashed on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, I brought my bag. I had a small backpack that I had a, and I had a small Pelican case that I had my GoPro camera in. Uh, but going through security, they didn't even ask to, to see what was in my bags. Uh, if you remember from earlier, according to Rebecca, I look like I belong in a Sons of Anarchy episode. <laughs> but the security guards obviously didn't even, they didn't even bat an eye. They didn't look at me and say, hey, here's a guy with a shaved head, pierced ears, a goatee, and a sleeve tattoo. Maybe we should check his bags. So I can only assume that they weren't searching anyone's bags. Uh, every other major convention I've been to, they've opened up and looked inside everyone's bags. Uh, shoot, even at Comic-Cons now, they're even starting to ban uh, cosplayers from carrying weapons, just toy weapons. Um, and a lot, at a lot of these conventions, they don't even allow vendors to sell toy weapons. Um, but security here didn't check any bags. I or anyone else could have brought anything into that convention center. Uh, this obviously takes on a much more serious tone when you consider what happened a week later with the shooting tragedy in Las Vegas. And I know the shooter wasn't actually inside the event, but still anyone could have brought anything into that room. So just from a personal security standpoint, you should avoid adult con like the plague. Um, I do want to say one thing here about the security guards. I don't think this was their fault necessarily. Um, I think this was a direct result of the management of AdultCon. Um, speaking with Jocelyn, she had talked to some of the security guards 
And they honestly, they weren't being paid well. Um, AdultCon had basically paid for the bare minimum of security guards that the management of the convention center says you have to have for an event of that size. The guards weren't allowed to take breaks, so they were expected to stand for the entire 12-hour shift uh, that they were doing on Saturday. Uh, And by the way, just my personal opinion, this has to break some union rules in California and it possibly breaks California state laws about employment in the process. But, um, you know, that's for somebody else to decide, but as, and apparently the, the guy that was running the convention was a pretty big dick to the security guards. So again, you get what you pay for. And if you treat the quote, uh, little people like shit, they aren't going to want to go out of their way to do a good job. So I don't want to knock on the security guards who they were just probably doing what they were directed to do because you know, honestly, I know if my boss is a dick and I'm not getting paid much, I'm not going to go on above and beyond for that guy either. So I, I, I don't lay, lay the blame at the security guards. I put that directly on the management of Adelcon. But moving on, I had looked at the seminar schedule on the website, and there were only a couple that were scheduled, but they were supposed to rotate throughout the day. None of the topics really jumped out at me as something I really wanted to go to, but I thought I'd check it out since I was going to be there all day. So I headed over to that area, but the seminars were just in the same open area as the rest of the convention. Uh, Usually at conventions, you know, when you have a seminar or something, there's a separate room you go into, or there's at least some partitions to minimize the noise. But this was out on the main floor. Yeah, it was as far away from the booming and thumping music as you could get, but it was still in the same room. And keep in mind, this room is only about 5,000 square feet. And it's got the same kind of warehouse feel to it, so you have the regular background noise that you have on a convention floor and all that other stuff. And it makes the speakers extremely hard to hear. So what's the point of attending a seminar that you can't hear? Uh, Just another, you know, poor organization of the event on the part of the management and going throughout the day as I'm walking through the convention area on Saturday, keep in mind, I'd been told that this is the big day, but going through the convention area, several of the booths, several of the same booths still had not been set up. And in fact, as I walked through, there were actually people tearing down their booths and leaving And this is still very early in the day, another sign that this isn't going well for the convention. And as the day went on, more and more people were packing up their booths and getting out of there. Uh, There were quite a few vendors that were there, and several of them were packing up and moving on. Um, But it was clear they had, uh, a lot of the vendors had large markups on their prices at the convention. So most of them, I just got cards that had websites on them. I'll maybe take a look at them at a later date. Definitely wasn't purchasing anything at the convention because the markups were crazy on some of them. I'll give you an example here in a minute. Um, some of the booths were interesting, though. There really seemed to be quite a fad of cannabis-infused lube. Um, I don't really understand it myself, but they made a point of saying it was cannabis-infused rather than just a hemp-based lube. Uh, seems like that would be hard to get away with selling, but I don't know the ins and out of cannabis laws, so uh, there's that. There was also a booth selling kilts, and I was kind of interested in them as I've never really owned a kilt before, but they wanted $250 for a kilt. 
that just seems crazy to me. Uh, one of the signs they had set up said, free yourself from pants. But uh, to me, it's like, if you want people to get rid of their pants, then the kilts should probably be cheaper than pants. Uh, I bet you'd see a lot more people ditching the pants for kilts then. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, there were other booths that sold various games you could play with uh, your partner to help spice things up a bit. all kind of very interesting. Like I said, there were some cool things there, but those few booths, to me, couldn't make up for all of the other issues that AdultCon had. For example, uh, it seemed to me a lot of the adult stars that had been advertised on the website, either they didn't come or they came but only stayed for a short time, and... I can't confirm this personally, but I had heard that there was a few that came in, looked around, asked if this was it, and then just left. So that really speaks to how poor this convention was for all parties, not just for the fans. Um, and I think all of these issues speak directly to the management of AdultCon. The only saving grace of the entire weekend for me was hanging out with Re Rebecca and Jocelyn. I kind of got the feeling they were glad I was there because they had something to do as they, uh, as they told me they were, they were surprised at the lack of foot traffic as well. So, um, I had been, they told me that in previous years it was just one fan after another, after another, after another all day long. But this year there were long stretches for all the booths with no one there. I think at one point, uh, Rebecca told someone I was her husband just to keep a creeper at bay. So, at least they got one fantasy fulfilled there. I was married to Rebecca Love for an hour. Um, I also got a paddle from Jocelyn, which was made by uh, masochistic adult toys. Uh, I doubt I will probably end up using it for its truly intended purpose, but you never know. It uh, just came across to me as a work of art in terms of craftsmanship and quality, and I'd highly recommend them if you like paddles or you use them or whatever. Uh, so, Check them out. Um, I didn't even go to the third day of the convention. I just slept in, then drove home. Uh, talking with Rebecca and Jocelyn, uh, it seemed to me that, uh, and this is really sad, it seemed to me that they were all but held hostage by the convention management to stay. Uh, all through the convention, the management there encouraged fans to purchase their little poker chips and then use those poker chips as currency in the, at the various convention booths, but these poker chips are what they used to keep people like Rebecca and Jocelyn hostage. So in order for them to turn in their chips and get the cash that they earned, they had to wait until the convention was completely over before they could exchange the chips. And even at one point while I was there on Saturday, one of the managers of the event came over and told them that they were out of the regular chips and that they should start accepting some new chip that they'd come up with. Uh, I was kind of curious why they didn't just ask vendors to turn in the old chip so they could keep their supply up, but the management was afraid that if they cashed in their chips, they'd just leave and not come back. And as I said before, that, that didn't matter to some vendors. They left without looking back, but some of the smaller booths, some of the girls that perhaps don't have as much name recognition, they are essentially chained to their booths if they want to get their money. Uh, to me, that's just insulting, both as a fan and as a human being. Uh, so, after all that, to answer the question posed in today's topic, does adult cons suck? In a word, yes. I personally will never attend adult con again. Uh, I'm going to go check out AVN that's coming up in January so that I have something to compare it against. Uh, 
but from what I've heard, that's the gold standard of adult conventions. Uh, Exotica can't possibly be worse than adult con either. Um, I've heard some of the other more specialized conventions like FetCon are better as well. Uh, so if you're a fan uh, of the adult industry, I would recommend to stay away from adult con. Uh, just save your money and try out one of the other conventions. Um, adult con was just a complete bust. Um, not a good experience at all and i cannot recommend it to anybody so that's it for this rant uh just talking about it has got me all worked up again so that was warlock's take on the whole adult con and uh there's uh, i listened to it and there's a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't like. I didn't know there was a VIP ticket holders uh, special attention thing. I didn't even realize who was VIP, and I'm sure it was on the badges, but we weren't instructed, and I never pay attention who's VIP or who got in the door, uh, like a regular regular consumer. I I never even. I was never told. So special attention. I give special attention to Walmart or Nordstrom's, okay? Fans are fans, and everybody has a different bank account. And who am I to judge? I have a freaking different bank account than some of the performers. Uh, everybody gets special attention because you came to see me. You invested your time, your energy, you paid to get into the event. I don't care if it's VIP or standard. You took the time out for me and I'm going to take the time out for you. Regardless how you got in. Regardless if you stuck in the back door. I have no idea. <laughs> so I had, I nobody told me about this whole special attention thing. Uh, discretion with the wristband. I never, I never uh, thought about it. But you're right. Uh, going to a nice dinner. I mean, you don't know where these people are going next. Maybe somebody had a wedding on the weekend and they had to participate there. Uh, hopefully they're wearing long sleeves. Uh, they're definitely going to be wearing long sleeves or their blazer to cover the wristband. And yes, they can do the whole license matches up to your lanyard and ID because they do that at AVN. They, there's been plenty of times where they've done that for discretion purposes. Uh, guess they weren't that high tech this year because there wasn't enough ticket holders. That's all I could think. I, I can't remember how they did it in the past. The wristband's a bitch though. If you're going to make somebody wear a wristband for a few days and not take it off, then it should be at discretion or something that glows in the black light as a wristband and you hold it under and it has a barcode or something that you can scan. I don't know why I'm thinking like Walmart checkout, but you know what I'm saying. Because nowadays they even have those little codes that you do with your phone. I mean, you could put a little code. I don't know what they're called, but you know those little boxes. Snapchat does it with their freaking ghost and stuff, but put that on the wristband. Nobody will fucking have a clue. You don't have to have a, I get it, it's great marketing for when you're out and about, but if I was a, if I, 
if I was trying to just, you know, blend in my community and surroundings, I would not want to wear an adult con stripper girl on the wrist. But I, that's all I have to say about that. But Warlock made a good point. Those mini back rubs that were not available or somebody dropped out. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Those mini back rubs. Oh, my God. I wish I was a masseuse. Austin Lim, where are you? Because you have your license. I would think about how much money you can make at those conventions just bringing around a mobile chair and offering back rubs and just get tips. You know, don't charge for the service, but go, I work on tips. Because I would have took a few of those back rubs. Um, I'm sh- Maybe you do back or foot or back and foot. However, because I would have took some foot rubs too, okay? <laughs> foot rubs and back rubs all day long. And I would a tip for those services because they're amazing. But if you have that skill and you're licensed, I would definitely, I would definitely do conventions. Think about that market because I've seen it done in casinos. So players will play longer. They sit there and they tip for that service and they get the back massage, not the foot, but the back massage while they're gambling. So I would assume at any convention, not just adult, you could rake up some big bucks. So if you have that skill or you're thinking about going to school, you should definitely tap in to that whole market because you could rake it up at a convention. God, I miss my calling. Uh, Warlock did give me uh, GoPro videos, which I need to go look at and I will start releasing. I'll, I'll try to find a few. I don't want to promote adult con. That's my problem. So I will definitely go through some of the videos and release them. God, I'll release them somewhere. But I'll, I'll definitely give you, maybe I'll do it on the Patreon since this is the fan club. Maybe I'll stick it over there for for my Patreon people. But He has the videos. He's uploaded it to my Dropbox folder. So I will go through there and give you some extra content. I like how Warlock said, married to Rebecca Love for an hour. It's true. I had a creeper. And he just wasn't getting the hint. And I go, yeah, that's my husband right there. And uh, it only happens a rare few times. And Warlock happened to be the bystander at the booth. So thank you, Warlock, for contributing to keeping some people at bay. Not it, it only happens in a blue moon. It's a rarity, but he was just very touchy-feely. And it's, oh my God, you're listening to this podcast. It's my to-go. It's my to-go excuse. Oh shit, I just gave it away. Now when I do that at a convention, thanks, Warlock, for giving up my secrets. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, then you know, you know better, but I am giving away my secrets that I will pawn off some of my fans as my husband <laughs> just to avoid a uncomfortable encounter. It happens. It happens. But thank you for playing Mr. Love for an hour. And yes, there was a chip hostage situation because we couldn't leave if we wanted to turn in our chips, which makes sense because if if I own the convention and I did this whole chip theory, which is not a bad idea, it's not, uh, I would do the same only because, <laughs> only because my business mind is going, yeah, 
Yeah, because if your your talent leaves, what you got? Nada. So I kind of agree with the whole chip hostage thing, but if you really want to get out of adult con, all you have to do is go to another vendor that's actually going to stick it through. Like if somebody came to our booth and said, hey, can I give you these chips and you just turn them in so we can get the hell out of here? I've been like, hell yeah. Yeah, give me your goddamn chips. Let's do it. I would help a fellow colleague out. So there is ways around it. But as a business owner, those chips, it keep your talent around, especially on bad days, <laughs> on a bad week. And again, you guys can be part of the show. Um, you know, I really like it when you leave stuff that's three minutes and under. So if you want to call in 702-430-6011, 702-430-6011, and maybe you have a story that you want to tell. Maybe uh, you want to give a shout out to a fellow entertainer of the business or a movie company or something that's happened to you that relates to an adult topic, then please do. Leave a voicemail. It's just a Skype number, so leave the fucking voicemail so I can retrieve it and stick it up on, well, infuse it into this podcast. (gasps) Did you drink? Because I said podcast. Uh, The number again is 702-430-6011. And if you're commuting and listening to this or working out and you cannot jot down the number, just go to the goddamn website, adultfilmstarnetwork.com. The number's right there because that's where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. You've been listening to Talking Dirty with Rebecca Love. So, uh, you want to spend some more time with Rebecca? Find her on Twitter, at RebeccaLoveXXX, and on her official website, RebeccaLove.com. And catch all the great shows on Adult Film Star Network. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.